Financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out, higher than expected. Friends, this isn't going away. It can't. The U.S. is $34 trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text STRANGE to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text STRANGE to 989898 now. The highly anticipated second season of the hit podcast Proof is finally here. Proof is an investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here. Proof made headlines for its first season in 2022 after proving the innocence of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend Brian Bowling when they were just 17 years old. 25 years later, on December 8, 2022, both men were finally freed based on evidence unearthed by Proof. In the second season of Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, this time traveling the streets of Manteca, California, to uncover who really murdered 18-year-old Rene Ramos. On June the 5th, 2000, Ramos's body was found buried under a pile of debris inside the shell of a new Home Depot building. Despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, tips that were ignored until now, Renee's boyfriend, 18-year-old skateboarder Jake Silva, and Ty Lopez, the 33-year-old uncle of one of Jake's close friends, were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. And welcome to another episode of Strange Planets. And we are going to talk about the effects of AI, transhumanism, and nanotech on humanity. The effects of AI on humanity are far-reaching. They're disastrous. The majority of people are unaware that we live in a world where we're being inundated and infiltrated with AI and nanotech continuously throughout the day. It's in the air, the water, our foods, in our homes, our cars, our computers and phones, etc. And it's just ramping up. They're just getting started. It's monitoring us, manipulating us, genetically modifying us, and affecting and driving our thoughts and behaviors. And uh, we're going to get into uh, a discussion over the next 45 minutes about AI and nanotech with Dr. Christopher Macklin. He's a highly respected global, globally as a spiritual messenger and healer for his work in aiding people in achieving optimal spiritual and physical health, as he outlines in his Emotional, Spiritual, and Physical Guide to overall wellness, which is well-received and resonates with the general public, experiencing all kinds of emotions dealing with the pandemic. 
He's written several books and is a frequent guest on radio and television outlets across the country. He has a huge following with over 50,000 subscribers on Telegram and over 250,000 followers on uh, Facebook and growing. Dr. Macklin, welcome back. How are you? Yeah, Richard, thanks for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to be here, bless you. <laughs> I love the name of your, uh, you know, of, of your show is like Strange Planet, you know. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, hang on a minute. That <laughs> What's yeah, what, that all about? You know? <laughs> what is that saying? Uh, not only the the universe is stranger than we imagine; it's stranger than we can imagine, and it's just getting stranger. So, um, I was hosting Coast to Coast uh, the other night, and someone called in, and he wanted to talk about this um, new artificial intelligence app, I guess, uh, that he's using to write a book. And I'm saying, wait a minute, so you're not writing the book, the, the, the app is writing the book, so what is the point? And he says, well, I guide it, I direct it. And uh, this is really starting to, uh, to take off. Um, I mean, we could, now be, we could now be having conversations over the phone with some entity that's not actually human, it's artificial intelligence. Are we there yet? I think we're there, but you know, I think you've always got to remember that artificial intelligence is is logical based on, of course, algorithm and things like this. So, uh, and based on the uh, size of storage, so it can look up, um, you know, feelings and things like this and express something from a logical point of view, a bit like Spock. But you've always got to remember also that you know you can never you can never um, through algorithms emulate love because it's a feeling it's it's energy you know and and that's where i think ai should fall short i mean if you look at the whole world now you know you've got you know you can have a husband or a wife you know you can get a robotic thing and um you know is that healthy for us and the answer is absolutely not you know because you need the proper interaction of love you need the proper interactive expression of feelings which of course ai will fall fall very short of it's gonna logically try and express it like oh you look angry you know uh, but it doesn't, you know, of course, a robotic thing doesn't feel it. So, and, you know, you look at AI in um, social media, I mean, you know, it's picking up things, you know, if you mention anything uh, on some of these social media platforms, upcome adverts like, oh, you know, I mentioned a greenhouse one day. So let, let's just try, you know, on Google, mentioned a greenhouse, all these adverts pop up, ding, you know, here's a greenhouse, you know, this one. And it's crazy, you know, they're, they're obviously spying on you, you know, in my opinion, which is not okay, you know. Um, but, um, uh, but you know, I think going back to the um, to the um, relationship aspect, I think all this AI, what it's doing is it's, it's desensitizing people to look at relationships being more logical and it's missing a massive element, which is the connection, the love and the energy around it, you know, uh, the God thing in quotes, the God thing, you know, so, uh, and I think it's sad, you know, uh, and it's affecting people, you know, uh, in, in, in a big way. Why are they pushing this above and beyond the idea of, you know, replacing human workers? So one of the things I'm hearing now about AI and for, for, a while it was, well, we're going to have self-driving trucks. So that means that there'll be no more drivers, which basically is like one in six workers in the United States is somehow tied to, you know, whether it's a chauffeur, a school bus driver, or a, driving a delivery truck, one in six jobs gone, never to come back. And of course, now we see robotics. I think there's a McDonald's in Germany that is now fully robotic. 
Um, now I'm starting to hear about AI replacing middle managers. That's where we're going with this. But above and beyond replacing workers, what is the point of all this? Well, I think it's, um, you know, A, it's to, again, desensitize people. I mean, you know, everything's becoming more logical. And I think with the AI, I can see people uh, getting completely desensitized. They're, they're becoming more robotic. You know, the feelings are being let go because of all the... Um, uh, narratives being brought up, so to speak, and I think you know, obviously these these uh, factories and everything else want to get robotics. I mean, you could build a car completely with robotics. You don't need people, of course. So you know, you could have a whole factory now. They've got the technology. I remember in 1986, no, in 1980, about 1982, I was working on some military thing with a instrument that was uh, speech recognition. And the thing was absolutely useless, you know. I said, oh, Cove Radio, Cove Radio. The thing would go... And it come up, you know, about, I don't know, 30 seconds later with Cove Radio, you know. <laughs> Look where we are from then till now. And that's the thing, it doesn't make sense. Where's all this technology come from? And we have to ask that. Well, you know, if you go back to the beginning of uh, kind of the Hitler regime, the Greys, you know... Um, came down and they wanted to, because they've messed over their planet, there's a whole story to this. It's in my book about, you know, the history, truth, and healing of manufactured diseases. They came down and they wanted to keep their, um, you know, population going. So what they did is they did a deal. Well, we'll abduct your people and steal their eggs and sperm if you, and we'll give you technology for it. And that was a big, 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 big mistake because what's happened is the technology is so advanced over the last, uh, what, 30, 40 years, um, it's it's like giving a two-year-old, you know, the keys to a Ferrari. You know, we have no business, in my opinion, and that's just my opinion, having this technology. I don't think it's healthy for a human being. And I think it's taken us away from nature and everything else. We've become addictive phones. And you've got to remember, all this stuff is addictive. Like, take pornography, for example. A lot of people are addicted to pornography sites. Why is that? Because they don't have to feel into it. They just see things and, you know, they become desensitized and it's addictive. It's reptilian energy. And the more addictive you get to it, same with gaming, you know, it's addictive and, you know, kids are becoming so entranced with gaming. They start to think it's actually real, you know, and uh, to me, you know, I, I love being amongst nature. I love being amongst trees. You know, we're starting to grow our own food. Uh, we're building a house on 42 acres and it's all trees, you know, and, I find, you know, when I've done my work and, you know, believe it, believe you me, right now, this work is really hard because there's so many people, you know, the mental state of, I think, America is is, is pretty low right now. Uh, and so many people need help. What do I do about this? And, you know, people are passing early and, you know, there's, there's so many different things happening and people need help with it to support them so they can actually get through it. And so... Uh, it's a lot of work, you know. So when I've finished my work, I, we go down the property, we have a beer, sit there amongst the trees where they surround you, and you can feel the energy. The trees absorb that angsty energy. Ah, oh, this is great. You know, you you feel kind of like a hippie. It is great. <laughs> it's such a wonderful feeling, you know. And but I think you know, I think it's important for all, all of us, you know, who are uh, awake and understanding what's happening, to get back to something you really love. You know, life's changed. Uh, I mean, for example, I don't like going shopping. Uh, everything's changed. The energy around uh, big, you know, corporations has changed. So, you know, what we do is 
we really, you know, for joy, I cook my own food. Um, you know, we get the food from a local farmer, you know, uh, actually the Amish, believe it or not. And and that's a great thing because when you cook it, the stuff is still alive or it's been dealt with in a very loving way. So the food tastes very different. You know, I found that when you go to restaurants now, the food just tastes terrible. You know, you know, the supply chains, it's all falling apart, you know. So I think it's getting back to that, uh, you know, centered part. Now, of course, there's the nano stuff as well. Yeah, we'll get into the nanotechnology. I just wanted to point out, uh, Christopher, that you have um, some free global healing meditations available three times a week. And then you're also uh, doing some one-on-one healing sessions and people can register at www.globalenlightenmentproject.com. Globalenlightenmentproject.com. The link is in the episode notes uh, for this episode. Um, just be, one more thought about uh, on, on AI. Uh, and most of us think, don't think perhaps beyond self-driving cars, uh, um, when it comes to, uh, or robotics, when it comes to artificial intelligence. Um, but I mentioned earlier that it, if it's not already available, it won't be long before. Let's say you, you're doing a, uh, telemedicine is the big thing now, right? You consult a doctor online. Soon I'm sure they'll have teletherapy. Uh, you'll be able to contact a, um, a, uh, a psychiatrist or a psychologist online, you may not actually per- see this person. It's, is it possible that, that a- AI will replace psychologists and, and other therapists and you'll be talking to a synthetic, I don't know, artificial intelligence, pouring out your heart I, and soul? I think it will. And, you know, the, uh, and, and sadly, it's going to miss a massive instrument of, of, of why people feel depressed, like entity attachments. Like uh, feelings, you know, uh, it'll logically look uh, in a matrix-driven system where it's got certain aspects that it can go to and diagnose you from those aspects. But what happens if your, you know, if your whole, um, if you're in a completely different place where it goes outside that, it's not going to accurately read you, you know. And I I think you you can't replace, to me, psychotherapy, psychology. We, We... we actually support a lot of them. And, um, you know, there's aspects like interdimensional beings which mess with you. You know, like, for example, taking schizophrenia, you know. And again, this is purely a spiritual uh, observation, but they contact beings, they speak to beings. So I think they're very gifted. They're just speaking to the wrong beings. And I've dealt with a lot of people to train them to talk to the angelic beings, not the uh, reptilian elements, you know, and it changes their life, you know. It's it's a to me, it's a gift, you know. ADD, ADHD, OCD, PTSD, all these in quotes third dimensional um, diagnosis is basically because you're gifted and you don't fit in this world. You know, there's a there's a there's a lot of people who are star seeds, and you know, how many times do I hear when when you're doing a healing session? Well, I think God dropped me off at the wrong planet. You know, I mean, you know, well, I don't fit in. I've never fitted in. My mother and father think I'm nuts and. Well, they do because you see life very differently. You're not in the matrix. You, It's not your planet. You're here to help. And, you know, my advice to people is step out of the matrix and be on the periphery of it, you know. So do the fun things you love in your life. Like if you do like yoga or if you meditate, you know, if you love cooking, if you love sculpturing, if you love painting, whatever it is, whatever your gift is. I think, you know, personally, it's important to find that God gift because that gives you the passion, you know, the absolute passion to drive forward and do things. I mean, you know, I, I do so many healings a week. We, we work on about 2,000 people a week. 
uh, with the you know the general and the reason why you know people often ask me why did you like you know the the general healing you know it's by donation if you don't have any money I always say to people look I've been there I've got the t-shirt on that one I've lived out of a car and I know what it's like to have no money that's why we do them because it's dear to me it's a charity you know it's a non for profit. Um, you know, we don't do it for money. We, Of course, you need money because we have 10 staff and doing all sorts of things. And even the staff, I mean, it's it's beautiful. People say, well, why, do, why don't you just do, why don't you do the bookings online and people could just do their own bookings? I don't want to do that because I want a person at the end of the phone saying, hey, you know, how are you doing? What, what's your problems? And they could help initially just hold the space for somebody, you know, because people just want to be heard and they want to be connected to something, you know, and that's really important. Do you think that, uh, well, you alluded to this earlier about uh, the technology exchange. Was artificial intelligence uh, introduced uh, into the human civilization in order to, A, dehumanize humans so that, uh, B, it would be easier for them to merge with us? So, for example, um, the late Dr. Nigel Kerner used to talk about gray aliens and his theory that they were basically uh, sort of, uh, what did he call them, synthetic biological robots. Uh, they are. He's absolutely right. Yeah. Right. And so they're and they're they, they, to merge with They have us. no feelings. Right. Yeah. They, they, I mean, the grays actually have no uh, empathy, nothing. They're just like black and white, a bit like Spot. Oh, that's a logical thing to do. Uh, but they wanted to keep their race going. So, you know, that what they're trying to do is, is get us into the same narrative. But you've got to remember, why do they want to dehumanize, depopulate the planet? There's a big reptilian element underneath the planet, you know, in massive caverns. Uh, they're controlling everything on the top of the planet, but they can't come on the surface. Why is that? Because the level of oxygen is too high. So that's why they try and block out the sun to reduce, you know, the oxygen, you know, the plant life starts dying off. And, you know, you can see it. It's a slow narrative, but it's happening because they want the reptilians to be able to come on top of the planet. And if they came on top of the planet, we have a big problem. <laughs> so That's what the geoengineering is about. The geoengineering is for the, yeah, yeah. the reptilians. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's run by the reptilian, and they've got reptilian hybrids on top of the planet navigating this stuff, you know, with all the big names. I'm sure you know who they are, you know. So, and they have no empathy either, you know, they're reptilian. So they just want the humans off the planet, you know. So, so it is a battle uh, to be the humans versus the um, the reptilian overlords, whatever you want to call them, you know, the negative beings who are trying to um, eradicate us from the planet. So let's talk about nanotechnology. Um, that's a huge topic. <laughs> it's a small, it's a micro oh, it's huge. <laughs> and a huge topic all at once. Yes, there's an interesting paradox. Um, so, I mean, where do we begin with that? Because there are so many types of nanotechnology. Some of it, arguably, is very good. I mean, if you have a nanotechnology that you could, I suppose, uh, use to... Someone developed uh, some nanotechnology to, um, de to basically de devour plastic. Uh, so you could, I suppose, uh, release it into the oceans and it could de devour all of the plastic pollution. So nanotechnology, I suppose, could have an upside and a downside. Uh, Take it away. I mean, where do you want to go with in terms of nanotechnology? Well, even more, they've actually got, uh, you know, uh, nanotechnology that if you dust it on somebody, it'll devour you. You know, it'll devour concrete. It'll devour anything. So uh, these things, I don't really know, but these things are grown. They're that small. They have to grow them. So, you know, it's technology that's grown. But, you know, in, in good hands, 
you're right, it could be used for really great things on this planet. Like you say, devouring plastics, it could be used for uh, breaking down cancer tumors, it could be used for clearing arterial blockages. But what happens if you put it in the body? So I want to explain this down at tech because the problem is it's very new to a lot of doctors, to a lot of virologists. Um, I've, I've worked with a world-leading toxicologist. The woman's a genius. She's been working with Morgallon. It's Morgallon's particles. Morgallon's is now uh, recognized by the CDC as a, as a uh, you know, a disease. So what are they? Well, there's two, you know, there's a couple of major types that they're using. And, and it's actually, they, they're spraying it on us through chemtrails. The first one is um, nanotubes. What's in them? Well, the nanotube has got a, a complementary ox- metal oxide array within it. Now you can think, wow, it's 10 to the minus 9 small, so you can hardly see it. But it can transmit receive frequencies. It's got sensors on it. It's also bound with things like nylon 36. Uh, it's bound with silicates. It's bound with plant material. And it also has the gray uh, black goo on it, you know, uh, which has consciousness. It's, it's also bound with Borrelia, which is the spirochete of Lyme disease, the stealth pathogen. So it's kind of biologically alive, but, you know, I call it live dead stuff because it's got no soul, but it's biologically alive. And and what happens is this stuff grows through the body. (laughs) How does it grow through the body? Well, what do you need for growth? Carbon. Well, you've got graphene. Um, Then you bind in such a way, you know, because people say, how can you make plastic grow like nylons? Well, if you bind it within the carbon molecules in a certain way and the silicates, this stuff can grow in the body. And that's why they're finding, you know, uh, blockages in people's arteries. Like, you know, they say it looks like it looks like calamari. You know, um, it's nylon. You know, uh, believe it or not. So this stuff grows through the body, and of course, as it's growing, uh, it has a consciousness because it's 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 a computer effectively. You know, it's 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 robotic. So as it grows more through the body, it can affect your mind. It can affect your whole body, um, and it it creates a transhuman being out of you now. In addition to that, which is really interesting, so you've, you've got the consciousness of the, in quotes, black goo from the greys. They brought it down here to add it to Earth's black goo. These planets have a consciousness. They call it black goo, but ours is, like, positive. You know, it's it's the greys is very tumultuous. And so when you have this black goo, it, it alters the consciousness as that's growing through the body as well. So the people become more reactive and aggressive and you know low vibrational depressed but there's also an element of off-planet um metallic structure now this is where i had a problem with healing it because if you think about it if you've got a nanobot you know in your body and i applied a thing called space-time continuum it's a very electrostatic what it does is it breaks down the molecular structure of that nanobot uh to be line for the body bit by bit but what happens if that switches dimensions it goes to the fourth dimension it's not there so what you're doing is basically you're applying energy that to something that's not there. And when you're finished, it comes back. So we weren't on the new uh, Morgallon's particles. We weren't really touching them. So I had to find a way of getting them out of the body. And I, I want to share this with you because it's really good, if that's okay. But but all, in addition to that, you've got to think of about nanotubes. Why do we have nano, sorry, nanospheres? Now, nanospheres are very interesting, and I'm going to give you an example. There was uh, some nuns uh, that left the Vatican, and they were dusted. They call it smart dust, you know, nanospheres. And every single one got a different, uh, really profound, um, you know, reaction uh, to um, to various elements. 
you know, within these nanospheres. Uh, they can put, you know, bacteria in it. They can put uh, pathogens in it. They can put everything. And so in a nanosphere, you can put up to 92 different <clears throat> elements of different types, you know, and they're all triggered on a different frequency. So, you know, like one nun, they'd shine like a certain frequency and it released whatever it released. Another nun, something else, and they all got really sick from different, uh, you know, different diseases. It was very interesting. So, and these are also in the body as well. You know, when you talk about nanotechnology, they've got nanospheres. It's almost, you know, it's it, to me, it's dangerous, you know, but of course, because if they're loaded, it's like a smoking gun. You all start right. triggering them, it's going to make you sick, you know. We'll pick up on nanotechnology and nanospheres when we come back. Dr. Christopher Macklin stays with us. Don't go away. Hi there. I want to tell you about a podcast I know you're going to love. It's called The Dead Files from Travel Channel. On The Dead Files, Amy Allen and Steve DeShavi investigate the paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the United States. Amy and Steve come from totally different perspectives when they investigate. Amy's a medium. She sees and speaks to dead people and uses this skill to find out why someone might be haunting a place. Steve is a retired homicide detective. He tackles the case from the other end of the spectrum and uses public records and witness accounts to piece together the history of the haunted location. On every episode, Steve and Amy investigate a different, real haunting to help the family struggling with its effects. On one episode in Falconer, New York, a family keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They also see a shadow figure lurking around their home. They call Amy and Steve to investigate. Amy uses her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. Separately, Steve finds out the history of the house from the townspeople and in public records. He finds that several people who lived in this house died, which matches Amy's findings. At the end of the episode, Steve and Amy share their findings and make a recommendation on whether it's safe to stay in the house or time to get out. There are so many crazy stories on the dead files, and what's interesting about Amy and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. You listen to my podcast because you love tales of the paranormal, but if you want more... Listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. We're now crossing a zone of turbulence. Please return your seats and food trays to their upright position and make sure your carry-on luggage is safely stowed. You're about to leave everything you know behind. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Strange Planet. And welcome back. Dr. Christopher Macklin stays with us. We're talking about artificial intelligence, transhumanism, nanotechnology, and their effects on humanity. We're talking about these uh, nanospheres. They almost sound like uh, what we, uh, I think they refer to as buckyballs, like uh, Buckminster Fuller had designed these uh, balls. And sometimes you'll get um, certain molecules that are shaped like a, like a, what are called buckyballs. And uh, these can, you can, um, They'll 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 pass through the blood brain barrier. You can place uh, certain medications inside them. So for you know, as a positive medical outcome. But I don't know if we're talking about the same thing with these nanospheres. But you're saying that they're inserting potential you know deadly pathogens inside these these nanospheres and then activating them once they're inside the body to do what to to, to uh, basically give you a disease. Right. Yeah, to just make the person sick. You know, if you actually released all 92 viruses, they'd be in trouble. You know, you probably wouldn't survive. So 
but you know it's just good to know that they're there so you know what's happening you know um and you know that also has uh the interdimensional element you know the um the metallic structure that can switch dimensions so if you try and fry them you know they they get out of this dimension they come back because of course they know that you're trying to break them down because they've got artificial intelligence so so I had to find a way of um of getting them out of the body by locking them on a timeline so what we did is you know I don't even know this but uh, I was born as kids that being there's five of us here and I've got the gift of being able to work on the kids that being created the Akashic records to stop people from going back in time and altering the time space in the now. Cause you can go back in time on, you know, like if you go back in time, which on your timeline, you go back to 1936, you see Hitler there and you think, well, why don't we just take him out? Well, he can't because his timelines already happened. So it stops people uh, in time machines going back and altering the time space and altering history. So, but what we can do is we can actually split the now future timeline. So what we do is split the timeline. We put you on a path of divine alignment, complete wellness, where all the nanotechnologies out of the body, including pathogens, everything else. On the other timeline, we lock all the nanotechnology, pathogens, and everything else. We lock it in a timeline to the sun. So as time separates, it starts to separate out of the body. And people often say to me, well, why don't you just detox them out? You can't because it's, it's actually grown within your tissue. And once it's grown within your tissue, it's part of you. So it's not really deemed as like a heavy metal. It's part of your tissue. So that's had a profound effect. We've been running this for two years now. Worked on about 550 people, uh, you know, separating all this nanotechnology out of the body. And it's it's had amazing effects, you know. Um, it's got rid of Lyme and things like that, you know, from a spiritual perspective, of course. So, And and what are the mechanics of, is it just, how how do you do this? Just through meditation or how is it done? No, no, I actually do it with, with my team of Bacuzdet beings. And we actually, I work on the people every single day, three times a day. Uh, and, you know, uh, we create a God ritual with the Bacuzdet beings to start splitting the timeline. And once it's split, you get to 100%, you know, where the timeline's separated, it keeps going until until it's done, until all the nanotechnology out of your body. But, you know, one of the things about nanotechnology, it doesn't replicate in everybody. Why is that? Because it depends on how robust your DNA is. So if your DNA has been, been damaged, um, then um, then what happens is it allows it to replicate because the DNA, RNA, and the immune system is not taking care of business. And so that's why some people get more gallons, other people don't, and yet everyone's got the particles in their body. It's sprayed on you every day from the chemtrails. So very interesting. So what we do after after about 10 weeks, we then invoke a DNA change where the Bacuzdet beings go in from a spiritual perspective. Um, they... What they do is repair all the chromosomes, connect all the helices together, and reset the DNA of that first cell where life began, which is normally the sacral point, back to the blueprint in the Akashic Records. And then it happens, it's like a knock-on effect. It happens to cells around it, cells around it. And that takes about 10 weeks. And once, you know, your DNA is reset and it's back to the blueprint, it means that this stuff can't replicate in the body. Of course, you'll still get sprayed with it, but it'll just stay dormant. So I'd say it's had a profound effect. How are uh, how is this nanotechnology? Whether we're talking about nanospheres or nanotubes or what have you, um, how is it activated in the body from outside? Is it done through things like HARP or how is no, it? No, it's all five G. I mean, it used to be satellites before they started five G. It used to be satellite terahertz frequencies, and I know with uh, you know with Dr. Hildy, she's done a lot of work on you know if people have been 
like a, a specimen, for want of a better word, where they've been dusted with it and they've been monitoring the body. They can they can receive frequencies, of course, but they can also transmit them. And the stuff lights up; it starts to uh, it starts to release, you know, viruses and things like this. And they've been monitoring the body to see what effect it had on people. And she's been working with a lot of people with Morgellons, and you know, it's. It, it, I think Morgellons is one of the most evil, you know, um, diseases on the planet. You know, uh, I really do. We're going to take another time out and uh, come back and talk more about uh, AI, nanotechnology. We'll get into transhumanism as well. Dr. Christopher Macklin, stay with us. It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Dr. Christopher Macklin conducts free global healing meditations three times a week and also one-on-one healing sessions. And you can register at www.globalenlightenmentproject.com. Again, the uh, link is in the episode notes. So what is, uh, what is the, the purpose of um, uh, these nanotechnology, um, of this nanotechnology inside humans? Is it depopulation? Is it mind control? Is it both? I think it's both. I mean, depopulation comes to the nanospheres. If you want to depopulate, just trigger all the entity of viruses, you're going to pass away, you know. But uh, I think at the same time, nanotubes, you know, once they get in the brain, they're going to affect your neurons and affect your thoughts uh, because, of course, frequency is thoughts. So you can affect your thoughts, you can affect your personality, you can affect everything. And if they... One of the things that's interesting, if you can alter the DNA... um, when you splice genes out of it, what happens is that, you know, people don't realize that the soul, you know, when when you first Isaiah the womb becomes a fetus, you've got three months to get a soul in. Now, that soul is, is directly aligned to the light body within that DNA. And once it bonds in, uh, it becomes a human being because the light body, you know, uh, changes uh, in the fetus. So then you've got a human being because you've got a soul there. So... What happens that, you know, when you're 15, 20 or something, if someone splices your DNA and it alters the whole DNA, your body's not compatible with your soul. So what happens is the soul kind of lifts out. So people become kind of checked out a bit. And you can see that, you know, what's going on in the world now, you know. Uh, And it's hard for them to get back in. And what could happen then is beings like archons and things can actually move in and take over the body. And we're seeing this a lot right now. So, So very interesting. Uh, so the transhumanist movement, um, I guess, kind of popularized by people like Ray Kurzweil, who basically, you know, wants to live forever. And you have people that are, as the old saying goes, they have more money than God. They're multi-multi-billionaires. And they want to merge consciousness with machines. In other words, it's almost like re-taking, um, re-sleeving your consciousness, so that your consciousness is preserved inside a machine. Um, that's for them, though, not for the rest of us, right? So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they get to do that. So how far away are we from that, do you think? Being able to re-sleeve consciousness, immortality, uh, uh, in, in effect. 
Well, I think they can actually get uh, the level of consciousness. You know, they can copy the conscious side of your body and put it in a machine for sure. Uh, but that's not the whole thing, you know. To be consciousness and and, and your soul, uh, it's not just about consciousness, it's also about your soul as well. You know, your soul's in the body and the whole thing's connected, which makes you who you are. And I think they're missing an element, you know. Um, yeah, consciousness is energy, vibration, uh, but, you know, I, I don't think they can uh, copy the soul and put it in a different body because... Um, the light body of your DNA is compatible with the soul. I just don't think they're there, you know, but I, I certainly think they can get an element of the consciousness into a machine. Uh, will it be perfect? Absolutely not. You know, I think there's certain God elements that I don't think you can ever copy or replicate. Oh, I, um, but I find many of these people, maybe all of them tend to be materialists. They don't necessarily subscribe to the notion of a soul or a spirit. And so I guess they're no. perfectly fine with just their mind and their consciousness going on forever. Yeah. On a checkbook, you know, um, <laughs> a credit card, you know, they could use forever, you know. Yeah, I mean, they've got a different consciousness. It's all about, you know, to me, it's all about greed, money, and everything else. They're really not interested in people. I think if you're a true uh, human being and you've got your whole consciousness and, you know, you've got your empathy, you know, a lot of, a lot of well, all star seed people have got huge empathy, and that's why I think they're struggling because they volunteer to come to this planet, and they're seeing the thing go pretty south, and they think, "Wow, this is not my planet. How do I navigate this?" It's hard because they've got empathy for people, and they're, they're feeling the collective energy, you know, which is very angsty at the moment. And when we clear, one of my jobs here is to clear with the Actorians. There's a there's a crystalline structure around the planet, crystal grid, and it used to be used for telepathy and everything else, but of course. Everyone's lost that ability, but but the the consciousness and the um, and the stress of what people feel as a collective actually fills up in this in this crystalline structure, and that's why it affects everybody. And that's why sometimes I don't know if you've felt it, Richard, but sometimes you wake up, you think, "Wow, I feel as I've got a brick on my chest," you know, uh, of angstiness. You know what I mean? And you know, we have a we have a map of intent or a prayer to remove that and give it back to God to transmute and process in any way god knows how because it's really good but you know i've felt it a lot it's been better lately it seems to have chilled out a bit but you know there's a whole element of that you know we actually clear the grid once a week um why do we clear every day because i think people need to feel you know you need to experience some of this stuff you know it's not about just oh well you know we'll take care of it you guys are okay because you never learn you know uh if you don't actually feel into things and i think that's a really important uh Really important point, you know. How is um, uh, transhumanism affecting our spiritual <laughs> essence? Uh, we're talking, uh, or for example, Elon Musk wants to uh, create this Neuralink. It's a brain-machine interface. Um, Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum recently talked about these uh, brain implants, so we'll be able to all communicate with one another telepathically. What is that doing to our spiritual, or what would it do to our spiritual uh, essence? Uh, I think it will start to destroy it because I think, you know, fundamentally, you know, if you've got a Neuralink uh, and you're relying on a computer, that computer can actually alter your thoughts. It can, it could take over your whole thought patterns. And of course, like I say, I mean, if, you know, if you've had your DNA altered in some way uh, and the, the soul's left, you're really not, you're kind of checked out. You're not really in control of your body. 
And, you know, you can see that from a lot of people. I mean, I study sometimes people who have been serial killers because that's not a human, it's not a human trait to go and murder people, you know. And I looked at Ten Bundy and, you know, it was interesting. I'll just share this if I can with you. Um, I was looking for the answer, what drove him to kill 36 women. And, and at the end, there was a reporter there who sat in front of him and he said, he said, when I talked about how do you do it, you know, from a third party, oh, well, it was this and this is how it, it happened and everything else. When he said, how did you do it, his eyes went black because he was completely possessed and he got really aggressive, which shows you that the whole body was taken over. That's not a normal human, um, you know, trait to to do that sort of thing, you know. So so that's what transhumanism is. Once you start to get this nanotechnology, you know, it's going to start taking over your thought patterns, uh, the nano you know, the nanotechnology will grow through the body. So, you know, you, your body becomes, um, and I, I've experienced this with Morgellons people. They say, I feel like I'm in two different dimensions sometimes. They feel like they're somewhere else, and then they come back here. So, they're, you know, they're not locked in this third-dimensional world, which is really interesting. Uh, what happens to an individual if this nanotechnology inside them, either well, these nanotubes, for example, if they go unchecked, they just become a total mind control. Um... Total mind control, yeah. Total mind control, and if they're replicating, it means the DNA is damaged, which means that you've probably got an archon of something, you know, some uh, instance, like fourth dimensional or second dimensional being attached to you, which which is also going to possess your body. So you're really not in control of your body. You become transhuman. And that's part of the archon covenant uh, to, you know, get people to a place where their souls are lift out, they can come come in because the, the I don't even know about the archons, but they float through the second, third, or fourth dimension. They have no body. They're just energetic beings. So when that's when that body's empty of a soul, they can come right in and and kind of possess it. And then, you know, you're not really you. You're you're an archon hybrid, you know. So really interesting. What does the um the alien abduction phenomenon have to do with all of this? Well, I think the, the, it was mainly the greys that abducted people, the you know, to really steal eggs and sperm. And, you know, I do chair with two other Mekuzdat beings, the Galactic Federation. And I remember, I can't tell how long ago it was because I've lost track of time, but it was it was probably about maybe five years ago now. I chaired the meeting with a lot of beings there where we were talking about the difference between viol edu violation education. So... For example, you know, if you come down here and, you know, you're getting God's cue, yeah, I'll volunteer to come to the earth and, you know, help out, you know. Of course, when you get here, you think, my goodness, what, what was I thinking? <laughs> but, you know, you volunteer. So they show you snippets like, oh, yeah, you've got reptilians, they can attach to you, you've got this, that, and the other going on. Uh, so you know before you get here, yeah, don't, no problem, I'll deal with it. And you get down here and you have to navigate these reptilian elements to try and attach you and spiritually attack you. Um and the power of prayer, of course, can stop that. And you know, and and taking your your power back. I mean, I always, you know, I'm here as a facilitator to get people back to their sovereign being. But I think, um, and and you know, that's an important point because that's an education. You know, learning how to navigate these things. Now, what happens if uh, your government sign an agreement where okay, the Greys can come and abduct you and steal your body parts? That is a complete violation. So they were taken off the planet about five. It was June. I remember it was June, about five years ago. They swept them off the planet, so they're kind of low, no longer here. They are manipulated, but they're nothing like they were before. So the abductions are kind of uh, stopped uh, lately, you know, because 
there's uh, what um, um, we're, we're being protected then by the Galactic Federation. The Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, the, and the Galactic Federation have to have to go within the keys of Enoch or the universal law here, which is, you know, you can't interfere with free will. Uh, if there's a complete violation, of course, like the Grey signing a contract with the government stealing your body bits, that is a violation of humanity. You can take them off the planet, but <clears throat> other things. Um, down here, uh, you can't because it's more of an education of how do we take our power back, how do we make, uh, how do we change things, you know? And a lot of people become powerless victims because they feel powerless against all these forces, you know, all the deep state system and everything. So, so you know, to me, that's an education of taking your power back and uh, not allowing it. You're a sovereign being, you know. What percentage of the world's population do you think is basically? Um under the control of who's ever in charge of this nanotechnology? Wow, I've never been asked that. Um, the same, probably about, about 82%. 82%, that's pretty precise. How do you arrive at 82%? I just asked them because that means. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys, give me a figure, you know, 82%. And I, I, th I think that can change, you know. Uh, but, of course, you've got to get this nanotechnology. If it's replicating, you've got to get it out of your body, you know. And like I said, we have the protocol. It's a 20-week program. If, you, if anyone wants that, you know, have a look at it. Um, I think it's it's key to taking your power back. Are you teaching other people to also to, to do this so that you have that multiplier effect? I mean, you can't, you can't um, do this for 82% of the population. You're one person. No, I can't. But it is a gift. There's only two Mikilzdat beings who can split timelines, and that's that's kind of a gift because it's something you take to the death. I'd never allow that. I'd never give it to governmental systems or anything else. So it's kind of a gift. But we do have a project that's going to really help people get the uh, nanotech out, and that's the Pyramid Project. I don't know why I mentioned this last time. But, you know, my main job here is to get – we've got some off-planet pyramids being built uh, by the Actorians – uh, one's almost a thousand feet tall, nine 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 point nine nine six 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 point six 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 feet tall, three 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 point three three feet tall. Uh, they're huge and they're being built. They're almost finished, and we've got to get them down here. So my big project here is to actually get about hundred thousand acres. Uh, we're going to, you know, place these. They, they, the Actorians are doing this. Going to place the pyramids down here. We have to build an infrastructure, of course, because if they come down here, people, say, oh my God, it's a god thing. You're going to get millions of people who want to see them. So you've got to get created infrastructure so you can feed them and bust them around. It's going to have meditation gardens. It's going to be, you know, its own farm. It's going to be its own restaurants, uh, all organic, all heirloom seed. And, you know, it's a big project. And you might think, well, that's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, about probably $200 billion. But that's not my deal. You know, we've got bankers who are backing this. And they're actually coming up with the money right now. So, you know, we're working on that as we speak. And the pyramids are uh, Stargate, so they will remove this technology uh, immediately, you know, if you go in the pyramid. So that's really going to help humanity as well. And with that size of pyramid, you can fit a lot of people in, you know, and sort of just remove it. So that's going to, you know, that's coming forward. It's in work in progress. Do we have a timeline on when these pyramids will arrive? Uh, they've been delayed. They should have been last year. Uh, they've been delayed because, you know, under the current administration and things like this, you can't really put these instruments down here because, uh, of course, they'll be hijacked. So I think 
as soon as the transition happens, I believe it'll be back end of this year. Uh, the first one will arrive. So, you know, we're, it's got to be this year. It's got to be soon because, you know, things are going pretty south. <laughs> but we've got to let the current administration uh, change and things change in the governmental system before we do that, you know. So we're waiting for that to happen. But they've almost finished them, you know, so. Dr. Christopher Macklin, and again, offering free global healing meditations three times a week, also available for one-on-one healing sessions. And you can register at globalenlightenmentproject.com. The URL is in the episode link or the episode notes for this episode. Uh, Dr. Macklin, thank you so much. Great to meet you again or see you again. Oh, thanks, Richard. Bless your heart. It's wonderful to be here. And, you know, I'm sending love to everybody. It, it is trying times. And just, you know, I encourage everyone, just stay in your space and, you know, really do fun things, you know, have some put some music on and dance around like a mad person, you know, go and cook some great food, you know, put some love into it, whatever, whatever you, you know, do some yoga, do some meditation, you know, keep yourself in that really high vibrational place. It's so important right now. Indeed. All right. Until next time. So long. God bless Richard. Thanks. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.